Welcome back to the Rise of the Rune Lords. I am DM Clinton, and we are here with the Warriors of Light standing outside of Rhyme Skull. They have met a new adventurer, a very strange robed being who somehow can't see yet sees all. Beep, boop. Oh, wait, no. That's the wrong guy. <laughs> Connor is playing this new character, Hugo. Open your mind to the mysteries of the world. Inram, the paladin, is played by Aiden. I'd like to cast Detect Evil. <laughs> Noted. Harper is playing the halfling by Sabrina. Toot, 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 toot. Insert music here. <laughs> <laughs> and Reeton is playing, or played by Nathan. I wonder if I could make Connor make a new character next game. You could by just kicking him off, like saying, this is Sparta. I don't even think I would need to do that. I think just one full round attack without <laughs> would, rage. Would, do, would, would pretty much do it. Yeah. One yeah. pink mist. <laughs> and then Imram detects evil and it, it's written. It was written hey, this whole time. I, I would be taken to neutral probably. Imram detects evil. Let's see. Does he detect? I think my ring is evil, but I'm not sure if it gives off an aura. I'm looking to see where your alignment is. Chaotic neutral if it's not there. I don't see the, all of it. There it is. Okay, yeah. So, no, you do not detect any evil in Rom. Hugo passes the test. So you aren't evil, but the elementals didn't attack you. He's wearing an amulet, the Sahedrin rune. You've seen this Sahedrin amulet before. Have I? Well, not in Rom, but Reedon sure has. Harper I too. have. Yeah, I've seen it. In Rom might have seen it, but not on a necklace or anything. This is the same seven-pointed star that was on the arch just as you entered the stairwell here in Rum. Interesting. Yes. We want to roll like an intelligence to put two and two together. Such as? Like, oh, he's wearing this ahedron room. Maybe that's why. Do we want to roll an intelligence or just... You succeed. We okay. okay. My intelligence of average figures it out. Yes. <laughs> Maybe that was what passed Hugo through. Okay, so you're standing outside this cave entrance, the gaping maw of the skull of Rhyme Skull. Uh, snow and rhyme coat the walls of this dark black passage. The passage is approximately 35, 40 feet wide and uh, 60 feet high and travels northward for as far as you can see. You may begin moving about the map Unless you want to leave. I would like to ask Hugo something, though. Okay. Since I saw him come from, you know, to the north there, mm -hmm. I'm curious, do, do you know if there's any giant rocks I might have to worry about? Not that I saw. Then again, the giant rocks I passed didn't decide to attack me when I walked up. So your mileage may vary. I don't know if miles exist in Pathfinder, but okay. Your imperial system of choice may vary. Thank you. <laughs> Measurement system. Did, so you didn't see anything? Did you see? Were there any rooms that we should take notice of? Any giant dragon hordes of loot? Didn't quite get that far. I'm still doing my investigations. All right. Do you want to investigate with us? Speaking of which, why are you here? Do any of you know what this symbol is? And I'll hold up the one on my medallion. Oh, that's the Sahedrin rune, yeah. I keep seeing this symbol when I close my eyes. And when I dream, I need to find out more. Close your eyes? Y yeah. Oh, okay. Just 
just verifying there. Oh, are, are you being a dick? <laughs> a little bit. He, he is kind of of a dickish nature. He is a bugbear, after all. He's a dwarf first, and then a bugbear. It's like yeah. double dick duty. <laughs> <laughs> I will resist. You know, you know, I can hit you, right? Always to the violence. I'm aware, but I can okay. hit you. Uh huh. You can hit me. You can. You can. You can scratch me, I guess. Do we want to go? Yeah. I prefer violence, but. <laughs> let's uh let's swap positions and maybe uh so <laughs> so the audience knows i am standing right next to a cliffside while right. enrom is not so <laughs> what i was wondering uh what did, did you introduce yourself is what's your name again no hold out a hand my name is hugo nice to meet you hugo i'm gonna take a five foot step and shake his hand all right Firmly with two shakes. Make a grapple check to throw him off the edge. <laughs> I was thinking about it, but no. <laughs> ah, the trust. Did you want to come explore this place with us? As you can tell, I'm pretty good at killing things. And Enrom is pretty good at getting hit. And Harper, the little one back there, is really good at healing us and hiding and being very useful in combat with, with her Inspire Courage and healing song. So if you want to come with us, you can. Well, I would be happy to join you, Mr. Barbarian, and you, Mr. Paladin, and you, young Miss Bard. Hi. <laughs> so let's go. You may freely move about the map. And we're almost walking forward. Is this a walkway that we can walk on, or...? It's just a portion of the... It's like a ramp leading up into the cave mouth. Okay. Okay. It, it looks like it might be, like, a thing to fall off of, so I was just making sure. I'll follow behind Enrom. All right, continue down the passage. You've traveled about 60, 70 feet so far. It continues another 60, 70 feet. You should be able to see a bend in the passage yep. westward. I'm going to stay back and wait for Harper to catch up. <laughs> As you bend the turn, you see ahead of you, Two 12-foot-tall statues flank the large tunnel here. Each holds a hand upraised as if to ward away intruders and clutches a heavy sword with the other. This looks like a job for the barbarian. What? I, I heard my uh, my class listed. <laughs> so do they have a Sahedrin rune on them or anything? No, no. I think Enrom should go investigate the area first. Maybe if Harper gets up here, she can do like a detect magical trap or something like that. I'm going to cast detect evil on two statues. I guess I'll cast detect magic on two statues. All right. All of our hands begin glowing different colors. Um, let's see. Uh, Reeton. Yes, sir? There's something odd about this Western statue. It appears hazy to you. Harper, you see the same thing. It, it's almost like it's insubstantial. The further one? Yeah, the further one, the one to the west. Like it's insubstantial? What, what do you mm -hmm. mean by that? Well, the, the, the eastern statue looks solid and you can't see through it, but the western statue looks hazy and indistinct, as if it's not really there. Enrom. Enrom, however, when you look at it, it looks solid. 
What does it detect as? It detects as, um, I'm going to need a will save. Twenty-one. You succeed, and it also, once you cast magic upon it, it looks insubstantial, and you detect magic from there. Uh, I'm detecting evil, not magic. Oh, detecting evil? Sorry. Uh, No evil is detected. But was our new friend Hugo detecting magic, I believe? I will also need a will save. Hugo rolls a 29 for will save. So he also senses a indistinct statue to appear. Reeton, you notice that there's seemingly a, a nearly invisible ledge moving along the north of this, or the western wall. You almost missed it, except for little bits of dust and snow on the edge of it. Inram, of course, oh. does not notice such things, nor does Hugo. Harper, however, does as well. I am not going to tell Inram and uh, Hugo to go investigate that particular square. If you travel northward, stepping in this these areas between, it looks like there's a slight ramp downwards heading to the north. Okay. Hey, guys, uh, apparent, it looks like to me there's an illusionary floor up there. So you may want to follow me as we go along and uh, like stand right behind me single file because otherwise you may fall and uh, die and then you can travel through the illusionary statue onto the ledge and follow the ledge around does it appear that the ramp goes all the way through from where I can see uh, how far can you see 60 feet well, it's 60, feet? Vision, 60 feet. Yeah, that's as far as you can see. Uh, is there, uh, Inram, are you bright, brightly lit? Uh, not at the moment. Okay, so all players do not see this light. So. And how far can you see? 60. 60? Yep. And that's dark vision? Yep. As a mark. There you go. Okay, so I am going to walk up the ramp 60 feet. Oh, okay. You misunderstood. <laughs> Well, yes. You said you said that this the ramp ra- starts there. This ramp that goes down travels that way. The ledge that stays even with you at the level you're at is along the wall here to the okay. Okay. was the hidden one. AKA okay. let us go up here. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's what I was trying to confirm because it sounded like when you were talking at the beginning that it actually fell down up there. No, no, no. That's even with your level. Okay, so yeah. I am going to start going up east away. That's fine. So, yeah. And then just kind of hug the wall there. Yes, hug the wall. Hug that black line that's the wall. Yes. Okay. And it's a five-foot-wide, invisible wall. Now, Hugo, this right here is a statue they just walk through. And you made the will save, so you can... That's right, you can pass. Uh, Harper, are you going to walk through the statue? Yes. All right, make a will save. 24. You succeed. Yay. All right, so y- you follow along this <laughs> invisible path that Reeton can see. And uh, you're walking along the edge, and you see, notice that you're getting higher and higher as the below ledge of, of the main passage falls away and it's getting lower and lower and lower. 
and and you can tell that it's very icy on that path, the one below you. So just go ahead and inch your way along. Now you're starting to see the edge of a large cavern as you travel f- even farther northward. The slope ends at the edge of a gaping chasm of darkness. Huge icicles hang from the ceiling and coils of mist rise up from below. The giant C2 spray painted on the floor. <laughs> well, actually, that's 300 feet below you. It's far into darkness. Okay, then. So what would have happened had you not seen this ledge? You all could have fallen into this slide trap and then ditched <laughs> into 300 foot fall. 300? Mm-hmm. Which would have been 30 die six points of damage. Yeah, yeah. No, no it, <laughs> maxed, like... <laughs> it, it maxed out at 20 die six. Oh. oh, okay. 200 feet per round. So I would take 20 points of damage, is what you're telling me. <laughs> yes. So apparently the dragon came from down there. Harper's keeping her back right up against the edge of that <laughs> wall. <laughs> okay, so you got to go down into darkness. You don't have to. It looks like there's a ledge that continues on. Yeah, it looks like there's a ledge that goes up this way. Yes, a hidden ledge winds around the walls, providing a safe route down. All right, let's not jump down and let's go this way. Unless you want to take a leap of faith, Harper. No. But it's an invisible ledge, one that Reeton can see. Just follow me. He's got high enough sight checks that he can go right around. Okay, so let's uh, go ahead and stop here. Uh, let's gather you guys up, and I'll uh, move, move you to the next map. Line them up in a marching order to get ready for the ambush. <sighs> and then Reeton pats Hugo on the back. Firmly. I won't kill your character. Yet. I have not killed any of the characters. Yet. I think I could one-shot you if I needed to. You probably... I could one-shot you and you could one-shot me. It's whoever got the first (laughs) full round attack, probably. Okay. So then you've got this new cavern at the bottom. Takes... you, You wind down 300 feet to this level. The walls of this cavern glitter and sparkle with sheets of ice. Seven 20-foot-tall pillars, their sides encrusted with ice and engraved with ancient glyphs and runes, surround an eighth pillar twice the size. Tunnels exit the central cavern, winding deeper into the mountain. Yet perhaps the most notable feature is the sparkling mound of coins, works of art, gemstones, jewelry, weapons, armor, and other things poking up from the pile that occupies the northwestern section of the cavern. Sweet, glorious loot. You saw it glittering as you were traveling. The ramp that you're on travels upward from the north in this section, and to get down, you need to travel this way. And this passes over the top of a cavern entrance that goes underneath the ramp. All right, you may freely move about. So are we all the way down on the bottom floor now? Yes, you just have to travel a little bit along the ramp to get to the floor of the cavern. Okay. You see a number of different passages. There are seven, in fact. Seven different passages leading off into darkness. Seven? I wonder what that represents. If I stand in the center here, does it feel like uh, it makes some sort of star symbol? 
Well, the pillars are in a circular pattern around the large central pillar. That makes sense. I want to go to the loop, but that feels like a trap. So I think Enrom should go to the loop first. I will start going downward. Mm-hmm. You got it. And then... I'll follow behind. Right. And this other passage that you saw going this direction is underneath you currently. Okay. Got it. You're, you're walking over the top of it. Okay. And then there's another passage. Yeah. So there's seven passages leading away from this chamber. These are dark clefts in the ground. There, it's spiders and snakes outward from the central pillar. It's spiders and snakes out? Mm-hmm. Those are two of my favorite animal-based adjectives. It's one of my favorite <laughs> and one of my least favorite animal-based adjectives. It's just a deep crack. Okay. It, are we able to step over it? Yes, easily. Okay. okay, good. Okay, I'm notably staying on the outside of the ring of pillars. Roger that. Making that very clearly known. But we are moving our way west or northwest to head towards the loot. Everybody's staying close. Harper's just slowly looking around, fascinated by the glittering sheets of white ice. Fascinated. Let's go with that. Hugo finally gets in range of the loot. In, well, I would say he gets wide-eyed, but there's no visible difference. Right. It is absolutely a haul, for sure. And I pull out my bag of holding. <laughs> Fill it, he says. Okay. Would we like to see if there is enchanted with anything before we, you know, just dive in? Detect magic? Yeah. Oh, yes. There are many magical energies coming from this pile. On round two, there are six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, twenty-one, twenty-two, thirty-nine, forty-five, forty-six, forty-seven, forty-eight, forty-nine, fifty. 51, 52, 53, 54, 55, 56, 57, 58, 59 distinct magical effects. Dear Abadar. 59 bringer protection plus one. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I would like to just express that I feel as if we touch one of these things, it's going to turn into like that scene in Aladdin, but also <laughs> I would like to start exploring and finding the stuff. So can we okay. do that? Yeah. So you look into it and you see a massive pile consisting mostly of copper, some silver, some gold, and yeah, it looks like a few platinum pieces, but is this is in the thousands. Um, not as large as the horde of the red dragon though, as far as coinage goes. However, Mixed in with the coins are tapestries, small items of furniture made of precious woods, delicate pieces of jewelry and fine works of art, silverware and candelabras. It looks like there's six ever-burning torches propped up in various places, providing light, which I forgot to put on the map. Several decorative boxes, spilling pieces of jewelry, all that stuff. Why don't me and the bard start taking the magic items and separating them while I believe somebody said the bugbear used to be a dwarf 
the ex-dwarf and ASMR can start separating this out to piles. Mm -hmm. I think that way we can work through instantly valuable loot and start separating small cash. All right. So this will take hours, probably the rest of the day to do this. That sounds good to me. Are we in any rush particularly? I mean, we're here already. We got no way back. We're going to be here for a while, so might as well. Yeah, fair. And I can see if there's any new weapons I could use. And it means we can get a rest. I'm fine. Okay. All right. So after categorizing and setting things aside, you count up 39,500 copper, 9,410 silver, 3,500 gold, 250 platinum, and the ever-burning torches along with the decorative boxes spilling with jewelry and all the works of art and precious pieces and silverware and all that stuff is worth 16,000 gold pieces. And then buried in the coins is a quiver of 14 masterwork arrows and two magical arrows. Uh, so I'll roll for the arrows. So 28. 28. That's exactly what you needed. Oh, wow. Okay. They are greater dragon-slaying arrows. Of course. <laughs> what these do is um, it's a plus one arrow that's particularly keyed. If it strikes that creature, in this case, dragons, the target must succeed at a DC 20 fortitude save or take 50 points of damage. I think Saris has some of these already. So. Yeah. And the greater ones is DC 23, and they take 100 points. Yeah, they're brutal. They're awesome. Yeah. They're worth uh, uh, 4,057 an arrow. Whoa. <laughs> okay. You find a belt that's magical. Belt. I'll, I'll just, yeah. Yeah, just as soon as he calls him, just start doing spell crafts. Mm -hmm. 27. A belt of giant strength plus four. Ooh. A teak box holding a felt cushion with six round depressions, each containing a thunderstone. So six thunderstones in a box. Thunderstones are the devices that make a loud noise, like uh, the one that Father Zant has used at the beginning of the campaign? Yes. They're just a mundane alchemical item. Fun. But they are good against spellcasters or alerting things, causing uh, deafness for a short period of time. An ivory set of bracers that are magical. 28. Lesser bracers of archery. Ooh. The lesser bracers of archery. I don't have anything on my wrist right now. Mm -hmm. Do you use a bow? I have a bow. <laughs> Maybe if you had bracers. Yeah. <laughs> a darkwood magical buckler. Okay, buckler. Uh, Hugo determines it's a plus three buckler. It's carved with a symbol of Kionin on its face. Knowledge geography? Uh, it's not one of Hugo's. And uh, Harper's not doing well on that mm, one. Kionin, isn't that a nation of elves somewhere? Yes, yes it is. Yeah, that's what that's what Harper says. Mm, <laughs> elven. Yeah. Bah, elves. So it's a plus three darkwood buckler. Those tall, skinny folk. Mm-hmm. A chime. That's magical. Chime. 20. Hmm. 33 from Hugo. Yeah, Hugo just got a 33. Chime of opening. There's five charges remaining. It's a hollow mithril tube about a foot long. When struck, it sends forth magical vibrations that cause locks, lids, doors, valves, and portals to open. Ooh, one of those is not like the other. The device functions against normal bars, shackles, chains, bolts, and so on. 
It also automatically dispels hold portal or even arcane locks. Cast by a spellcaster of lower than 15th level. Damn. That sounds like an item they gave us on purpose. It's also something musical, so maybe the bard holds that. Also the rogue. Right, the rogue too. Yeah. It's really good for that, yeah. Why make an open device? Bing! Okay, a magical cloak. Mm, 19. She doesn't know. Hugo got a natural one for a 16. <laughs> we'll have to come back to that. Um, I will say it is strong, however. A sword. Looks like flame motif on its handle. 27. A flame tongue. It's a particular type of sword. Essentially a flame blade. Anyone need a sword? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And once per, per day, the sword can blast forth a fiery ray at any target within 30 feet as a ranged touch attack. It deals four dice, six points of fire damage on a successful hit. Oh, man. Harper needs a sword. But it's a medium-sized weapon. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Harper doesn't need that sword. <laughs> she could use it two-handed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the imagery. Uh-huh. Don't you have the ability to put a wand in your weapons, too? Yes, I have a wand weapon. I'm not sure if you could use it like that, two-handed. Well, there we'll, you go. We'll contemplate that. We'll leave that one up in the air, because Enron might nab that as well. Fight for it. <laughs> <laughs> a masterwork suit of full plate decorated with onyx ravens perched on the shoulders. Ooh. Each raven is worth 200 gold. If I recall correctly, full plate's unique because you need to pay money to have it fitted for you. Correct. A suit of magical half plate with a wolf motif. 34. Ooh, nice. Plus three. That's not bad. Six vials of frozen holy water. Holy water popsicles? Yep. Yummy. How'd they get those holes in that liquid? (laughs) A magical pearl. Does it look like it's powerful? With a 30 spell crack? Uh, no, it's only first level spell. But it is a pearl of power? Yes. Bard, can you use this? I'm not familiar with pearls adding. I, I think you need to have prepared spells. Yes. But it gives you one extra slot of a first level prepared spell. Uh, cleric shrews, rangers, paladins, and wizards. Mm-hmm. There you go. So I, I guess I could take that. Free spell. Yeah. That's actually quite useful for paladins. They don't have many spell slots to begin with. Fair. Okay, and then 17 potions of a particular type. It is faintly magical. Give me one second. I'm picking up 17d6. No, just roll once. 25. Cure light wounds. Six potions of a moderately powerful potion. Uh, also 25. Uh, Harper, uh, that is cure moderate wounds. Oh, okay. And then three potions of a powerful nature. Natural 20 for a 35. Three potions of cure serious wounds. Seriously. Two additional potions of a light blue color. Magical. 29. Uh, Resist energy, 20, cold. Two small magical mithril shirts. 22. Plus one, sized for Harper. Except Harper already has one. She has one. A scroll with an arcane spell. Only a 21. Hmm. Well, you decipher the spell and it's globe of invulnerability. There's another scroll of a divine version. 28. Heal. And the last scroll of a probably as divine nature. 
Uh, only a 17. 31. Aha. Harper deciphers it. It's remove blindness, deafness. <laughs> this is mine. <laughs> <laughs> I am very familiar with this. Yes. <laughs> Harper's learning how to read this spell off of just the touch alone. <laughs> All <laughs> uh, right, we're now to the wands. There are three magical wands. The first being... I mean, they're all mine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. Natural 20 to identify the first one, 35. Bears endurance, 38 charges. Since I already have one... Okay. <laughs> all right, uh, another wand. Hugo got a 33. Cure light wounds with 46 charges. I don't really identify this one as much as hold it up next to the bard, and it looks like one of maybe 20 others. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the last wand? Boop. Looks like Hugo won this one. Magic Missiles, fifth level caster, eight charges. And the last item is a magical adamantine warhammer. 28 to identify. Plus one. I mean, warhammers are a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. A magical adamantine warhammer. That's useful for, like, knocking walls down. Yeah, cast silence in the area. You can break down any door you want. That's right. And that completes the list. Does that happen to be furious at all? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Dang it. Sorry. Okay, well, now you've got this chamber with seven small, well, 20-foot tall pillars and a 40-foot tall pillar in the center. And all of these um, passages leading in a star pattern away from the central chamber. Shall we investigate the pillars before we proceed into the cavernous openings? Might not be a bad idea. I'll walk up to the westernmost one and inspect it. Um, it is a featureless pillar. Oh, each are marked with hundreds of Thessalonian runes. Arcane formula. Do you know Thessalonian runes? I do not. Yeah, they are incomprehensible to you. Someone who understands magic a bit better than I... Uh, what check would it be? It would If you can read Thessalonian, you'll know what they are. No. Right, Hugo's blind, he can't read. I was going to say, I actually <laughs> can discern languages, but... <laughs> hey, we have a scroll of remove deafness slash blindness. Right. It's mine! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can also just cure blindness. This is not the kind of blindness you can cure. Yeah, I, I've tried restoration on myself, and ta-da... No difference. Okay. Try to Paladin Mercy. Would the scroll actually do anything? Out of character, no. Okay. Mm -mm. I got a nine on my linguistics. Do you have one rank in it? Yes. Okay, yeah. Well, no, you can't read the Thessalonian runes because you, 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 with that nine, no. You don't know what they mean. Does no one know what Thessalonian means anymore? Oh, dear. I think the robot might have been the last one. This is trouble. Yeah, Noel, Noel was the last after Tev died. Te Saris and uh -oh. Tev both read Thessalonian. I was like, eh, we have Noel, it's fine. So by the by, this isn't that hard because somewhere, some time ago, we got a scroll of Comprehend Languages. That is correct. I do remember this. So if Harper just wants to use that, then we can go. That's fine. And I'll double check my bag. I remember it. I'm not seeing it on Tev's character sheet, and I'm looking through all equipment, so. Oh, look, I just found it. It was in my bag of holding. Uh, Here you go, Harper. <laughs> Doubt. <laughs> all right, well, we'll just have that happen. 
<laughs> All right, Harper. I rolled a two on my bluff. <laughs> <laughs> that seems about right. <laughs> Sense motive. <laughs> you can't lie in front of a paladin. It sets off the evil detectives. <laughs> not try to bullshit me. The motive that you're sensing is that I just want to get on with it. Right. Right, right. So, use magic device? Yes. DC 20. 35. Okay, you read the scroll. Cast the <laughs> spell. It looks like these are runes of ancient magic. Each of the pillars are in tune with a particular form or school of magic. Okay. And as she delivers this information to everybody, she, like, has, like, spirit fingers that she, like, waves in front of her face dramatically. Ancient ruins, each of a particular form of magic. <laughs> so kind of like uh, outside with the head figures. That's what I was thinking. Like the uh, when we when we had to open up that door earlier. Correct. Okay. So the one that you're in front of is talking about transmutation. So now, because we don't have no, we have to double check who has what. Reading. You happen to be looking at this, and right on the outside, there's a small hidden spot where it looks like a keyhole has been hidden. Oh. Maybe this isn't casting spells. Maybe we need keys. Oh, yeah. Do we read one who gathered up all the keys? Yeah, I have a couple keys, I believe. Well, as you look through your bag, you find seven. I find seven keys. There they are. <laughs> Which key goes where? I mean, we just have to try seven on the first one and go from there. I, I believe that, I mean, obviously they're going to be keyed, but are they marked? Are the keys marked? The keys are marked with a Thessalonian rune. Oh, oh okay. And Harper, since she can read that for the next hour or so, can can you just figure out, she figures out which one that uh, trans are associated with. with each one. Yes. She matches the runes transmutation here and so forth i'm glad that scroll that we picked up was actually a scroll of wondrous plot excursion it was right. great and so harper do you enter the key put the key into the slot as you go around the room okay then yeah i would just match them up start with the first one and it begins to glow when you place the key inside Ooh. and a hum oh. activates and then the key disappears uh-oh no redos. <laughs> you move next to the next one, one and, and you match the key, enter it in, and it begins to glow. And you do so all the way around. And, and then I'd like to know where all of you are standing when the final one is placed in. So I'll move Harper to the final one. Hugo, is that where you want to stand? Inram, where do you wish to stand? Uh, kind of close to Harper. <laughs> okay, so, okay, Reeton and Inram are nearby. Hugo's on the other side of the room. <laughs> All right. You do your thing. You put it in. It begins to glow. And then in the center pillar, begins glowing and rippling with a vortex of light that combines all seven of the glowing seven colors. Uh, and each Whoa. one of the colors, is each one of the pillars is different. At the pillar's base, a vortex whirls in on itself like a vertically aligned whirlpool, opening into a seven foot wide circular portal through which can be faintly seen a long tunnel. I would like to note that visually, it actually looks like there's a lollipop. 
<laughs> yeah. That's fair. I see, I see it. <laughs> this. This is what I've seen in my visions. Mm-hmm. A lollipop? delicious. Hugo will begin treading towards the delicious lollipop game. All right. He gives it a lick before he treads. As Hugo moves forward, he steps into the lollipop and moves into the tunnel. What do the rest of you do? I'm going to follow because I'm dumb. He seems to to know what he is doing. Oh, no, that's uh, that. Yeah, I can't hear you right now, but that's definitely not the air of attitude I want to oppose. Oh, <laughs> uh oh. Well, that's the air you've been imposing. <laughs> you might even call this blind faith. Oh, <laughs> very good. Well, that's what our party is based on. <laughs> All right, you enter into a, a tunnel, a dark tunnel. And as you walk through this dark tunnel, you uh, pass about 40 feet or so, and then you enter a room. From behind you, you see the portal close, and there's just a stone wall. Do not worry. I find that there's almost always a way out of these things once you enter. Almost. As I step into the main room. All right. You see a dome chamber. It's nearly 200 feet across. A large pool of bubbling prismatic liquid occupies the center of a raised dais in the middle of the chamber. The spiky flanges of the seven-pointed sahedron are engraved into the marble floor. Each tip of the enormous rune points at a 25-foot-tall statue facing the pool with its back approximately 10 feet from a partially concealed arch opening in the wall directly behind it. Each statue depicts a different figure, but all are imperious and finely detailed. Do you look at each statue? Yes. All right. Which uh, which statue do you look at first, in Inram's first to enter the room? Uh, I'll go to the closest one to the left and take a look at that statue. Inram, a strikingly handsome man adorned with a close-cropped beard and a charming expression. His form is dressed in extravagant clothes and wields a lucerne hammer. Interesting. The one that Hugo looks at is a voluptuous woman with a seductive look, large eyes, and long flowing hair. This statue is nude and wields a double-headed arm. I like this one. We should go check out what this one's all about. Reeton looks at a statue. A heavy-set woman with a sneering visage and an imperious stance. She's dressed in a flowing dress and wields a halberd. Harper wishes to remain near the gate, the closed gate. Another one that Inram looks at. A gothic beauty with wild hair and a somewhat insane expression. This woman wears a long flowing dress and wields a thorny ransour. Interesting. At the very top, Hugo, a towering man with gems set in his forehead and hands, dressed in robes and wielding a burning glaive. Hey, look, somebody made a statue of the guy on the Game Master's Guide cover. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Reeton, you see a short, smiling man with a hooked nose and beating eyes, wearing robes and wielding a spear. And finally, Inram... You look at the last statue. It's an, of an obese man, his flesh rotten in places so that the bones show through, wearing a ragged robe and wielding a scythe. These are de- very clear depictions of the seven rune lords. I believe that you are all in Runeforge. Welcome. Nice. Thank you. Thank you for welcoming us, uh, ominous voice from above. 
I find that also comes with most of these places that you have to enter through a portal. It's pretty customary, actually. Does anyone else find it odd that they are all wielding two-handed weapons? Not Fatty over there. He's only holding a single spear. That's true. Spears can be wielded either way. Oh, what about the Ransuer? Is the Ransuer two-handed? Yes, Ransuers are two-handed. Oh, okay. Are the weapons themselves also stone? Yes. So we can't get bitchin' magical swag off them, got it. <laughs> well, they're like 20 feet tall too, right? Yes. I wield my gargantuan Ransuer. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, this one has bitchin' tits down here. <laughs> well... Yeah, so obviously I'm looking on the ground here, and I'm mm-hmm. seeing, like, for some reason, the, the Runeforge people, they, they left, like, little markings on the ground saying what we're going into. That's pretty amazing. Well, you just you just assume, given the Rune Lords, and it's for the, uh, the effect of knowing which direction you want to go to. Do you wish to enter the festering maze of sloth? Do you wish to go down the abjurant halls of envy? Or the iron cages of lust? Or the shimmering veils of pride? Or the halls of wrath? Or the ravenous crisps of gluttony? Or what about the vaults of greed? Which way do you go? I think pride or lust are probably the safest. (laughs) Oh, and we're talking about sins. I'm not sure if any one can be called safer than the other. (laughs) Yeah, I'm... Thinking Hugo wanted to go the lust route. <laughs> That's mostly because of goofs, though. We could talk about this and put it to a vote. Well, I'm thinking what we should do is we should just start somewhere and then work our ways. So either go clockwise or counterclockwise. Start at one, work to seven. Yeah, start at pride and then work the way down to lust. God, I was gonna say greed and then work our way around. Pride's just as good as any other to start with. May, might uh, the ominous voice make a suggestion? <laughs> sure. Absolutely not. Perhaps, oh, oh, very well. <laughs> Go ahead, please. <laughs> Perhaps scouting each little hallway just first to see if anything jumps out as different than the others. See, that's how you split the party, which means we're all going to scout together. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Let's scout together, Enrom. I think that the two of us should just do a little bit of scouting first and let the squishy stay behind. Less meaning that it's more of I don't want one of us to take a step down a different hallway and then all of us be teleported because I feel like that is something that would happen. Yeah. Why don't we all keep like 20 feet distance or something like that just in case, you know, we go down and a blasting rune decides it wants to go off or something. That's fair. Also, I can't see very well anyways. Well, shall we start at Pride or where? I would say let's start at Pride because that's just, it's to the left of the entrance we came into, so it makes the most sense to start there. Perfect. All right. We'll step forward into the Hall for Pride. You travel 75 feet, and it feels like it just continues forever. We don't have enough stars to go down this hallway yet. It's just endlessly looping until then. (laughs) Do you continue? I would like to turn around and then jump backwards. You, you can't use physics exploit in the Pathfinder engine. Dang it. Like, hell, you can't. Okay, I guess we haven't tried it yet. Roll acrobatics. So you find that the Halls of Wrath and the Ravenous Crypts of Gluttony behind Zutha and the Vaults of Greed behind Karzug 
and the festering maze of sloth behind Kroon, and the iron cages of lust behind Sorshin, all travel like far distances into, into the darkness. However, the abjurant halls have a stairwell about 60 to 70 feet. Just at the end of my vision. Just at the edge of your vision. How ominous. I would like to go down the stairs. <laughs> All right. Oh, Harper takes the lead. She moves forward. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, I might have accidentally clipped Harper instead of been rum to move. I didn't move. <laughs> I was looking at something else, and so I was like half paying attention to what I clicked. The paladin bravely picks up the bard and uses it as shielding. Oh, no. So you see a uh, 10-foot-wide passage, uh, maybe 15-foot-wide passage. Eh, it's 10-foot. And it leads to a, a stairwell. You uh, approach the stairwell. It, the stairwell goes downwards. Looks like a chamber opens up behind it. I'll take some steps down the staircase and hit the landing. Scimitar is drawn. The wide staircase of stone descends into a large, partially caved-in chamber. The murals and decorative bas-reliefs on the walls have been blasted and fractured for what must have been a titanic war of magic. Sooty humanoid bones are scattered here and there, and flames sporadically flicker along the walls and floor, as if the room still resonates with power unleashed here. Electrical discharges spark from a silver rod protruding from the floor in the center of the room. It almost looks like the metal rod has fused with the stone on the floor. What do you do? I will not proceed any further. Right above Reeton's head, a booming voice shouts out a resounded command from a mouth. Uh, it says, STOP! The source is a large, disembodied human mouth stretching across the ceiling of the center of the tunnel in which you're walking through. It continues. These are the abjurant halls of eager striving. Know that your powers will be crushed and you shall die. You are not worthy. Uh-oh. Powers will be crushed and you shall die. Mm-hmm. Huh. I've heard that before. I was going to say, that seems very familiar to us. Yeah. What are we What are we stopping it from, exactly? Uh-oh. I saw a turn order pop up. Oh, pay, pay this no, no mind. Uh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It runs away from the turn order. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just using it for some purpose. Okay. Mm. All right, Inram, you see in front of you a waves of magic fire blasting back and forth, and you see a rod stuck in the ground. It's a silver rod, and its electrical discharges are popping off of it. Okay, well, I will describe as such to the rest of the party. I do not necessarily feel comfortable moving forward with sooty human bones being scattered about. Yes, and there are murals all along the walls, all different kinds of murals. Okay. So what's our procedure here, Hugo? Seems like you've been in more than one of these. I'm usually alone when I tread into these places, though. Normally, detect magic and see what comes from there. Yes. And I detect magic. Okay. And maybe spellcraft to see if I can identify what this arcing thing might be. I'm not sure if that would be appropriate or not. You look at it, it's a silver rod that appears to be fused with the floor, and its electrical discharges are sparking off of it. It is definitely magical. 
I identify this as a 33 spellcraft. Hmm, let me look something up. While he looks that up, I'm going to ask Enrom. Do you happen to have, like, you did resist frost earlier, resist cold, right? Right. Do you happen to have, like, resist electricity? Not prepared. We haven't rested for me to gain back my spells. Okay, that makes sense. We take a nap and then we continue exploring. Honestly, you, you joke, it might not be the worst idea. The rod is a rod of cancellation stuck in the floor. That's a really good item. But it's obviously, something's very wrong with it. And it's badly damaged. Oh. Well, I'll share with the party that it's a very powerful artifact that negates many, many types of magics. But I've never seen one that looked like it was fused in the ground. Mm -hmm. Should we be concerned then about it, you know, shocking us? Not necessarily of damage, but of, you know, doing what the rod does. As just the rod, no. But then again, they don't usually shoot off electricity either. Normally it's used for things like gates, black holes, uh, sphere of annihilation. I mean, that's what they're called in this game, sphere of annihilation. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm convinced that just touching it alone shouldn't normally do any negative effects. Then again, they also don't usually shoot electricity like that. Perhaps if somebody does go and investigate, they should be a non-magical person first. Minimize the chance of risk. Not only that, but doesn't this cancel enchantments as well? Do you want me to go in there and pull out the fucking rod? Kind of. Okay. If not, we have a hammer. We can break it out. Okay. I'll go pull out the rod. Okay. How much lightning damage will it take? Mm, okay, so you grab both hands around the rod and make a strength check. Okay, I'm going to enable rage for this. Okay. Just, yeah, because. Mm hmm. 14. Damn it. Okay, you pull and pull and pull with all your might. Your muscles bulge under your fur, but you cannot pull it from the, the ground. But you take no damage. Could I try that again? Yes. 18. Again, you pull harder, pull harder, but to no avail. Is it possible to take 20 on ability checks? Yes. I think that's what we're watching happen. I would like to do that. Okay. After about six rounds, you see it starts to hum and begins to angrily crack and make popping sounds. What do you do? You still haven't got enough time to pull it out yet, if it's gonna. I would like to keep pulling. Okay. Enrom is going to step back at this point. Enrom stacks back. What about Hugo? Pull Hugo behind him. Hugo is pulled behind him. Okay, well, the um, Mage's Just Junction goes off. Oh. And every oh. everything in, in, in the room, all magical items are the target. Okay. Oh, no. Begin listing your magical items. Son of a bitch. And we won't find out if they are disjuncted or not. Cat of Disguise, Headband of Havoc, Fog Color Lenses, Necklace of Adaptation, Snakeskin Tunic. Yeah, yeah, we'll just start start with the most powerful one first, I believe is how it works. Probably my Bastard Sword. Okay, so each permanent magic item must make a successful will save. And in this case, it's your will save. If an item saving throw results in a natural one on the die, the item is destroyed instead of just being suppressed. Okay, so start with the Bastard Sword, I assume. Mm-hmm. 28. Okay, that's a success. Okay. Next magic item. I'll just go list the ones that I have on me. Uh, Hat of Disguise. Okay, that's next. Roll. 23. Success. Headband of Havoc. 20. Failure. Okay. It turns off. Okay. Fog Cutter Lenses. 26. 
Success. Necklace of Adaptation. Natural one. Destroyed. All right. Well, fuck you, Clinton. <laughs> Snakeskin tunic. 18. Failure, but not destroyed. Belt of Magical Might. 16. Failure. Glove of Arrow Snaring. 25. Success. Ring of Protection plus two. 26. Success. Ring of Sustenance. 17, so that turns off. Turned Boots off. Boots of the Cat. 25. Success. Celestial Armor. 23. Success. Okay. Do you have any bags of holding? I do have a bag of holding, yes. 19. Suppressed. Okay. So you can't open it. All the things okay. inside are locked away from you. All I have in there is money. Okay. Because <laughs> I have a lot of money and it weighs a lot. Any potions? I do have a <laughs> potion of removal, blindness, deafness, potion of heroism. Okay. 25. Success. And 21. Failure. So the only thing that was broken was my my necklace yes. of adaptation. Yes, that is absolutely so. destroyed. It just melts. Do I get the staff at least? No. What? It does not pull out, even with a, your maximum attempt. Okay. So. so after this discharge, is it still like sparking? Yes. All right. So I'm gonna release this. Uh huh. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back here and be like, "Fuck you, fuck you, you're cool," <laughs> and I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is our fault because you decided to go and try and pull out the rod, even though I was discussing with those of which who are magically oriented why we probably shouldn't fuck with this. Well, we have to do something. We do, but studying is probably a bit better than just mindlessly grabbing at it. In the interim, were any of you looking at the murals on the wall? Harper likes art. Okay. <laughs> when you look at these uh, murals, go ahead and roll a spellcraft check. Ooh, I like spellcraft. You're looking at their somatic gestures. It looks like they're casting spells. Natural oh. one. <laughs> For a total of... 17. <laughs> You're not quite sure what these are. These spells that they're casting. That's how good my spellcraft is, though. <laughs> Does Hugo wish to also? Hugo, I can't read these. <laughs> I also rolled a natural one. Man, it is a 16. This room is cursed. Nope. <laughs> None of those uh, symbols are familiar to you. Those gestures that these wizards are casting, they are un unknown to you. This room is cursed. I say we leave. Well, I believe the portal is gone, and this is the only room we have. What might be a good idea is we wait to see if the rod discharges again, and after that, move into the room quickly, examine it, and then move out. Okay, you wait uh, approximately five minutes after the last blast. You hear it hum, you see popping, popping, snap, and then pow! And then it quiets downs again. All right. I mean, Rod of Cancellation is a really good item. And we happen to have an item that could probably guarantee us getting it out of the ground. I don't actually think it would be safe to do this, but I do think it would net us a very powerful artifact. I, uh, what item? The Adamantine Warhammer. We could go for it. What about seeing what's beyond it? And then maybe if nothing seems fruitful coming back 
in trying the rod again versus risking further harm right now to try and get it. That's actually a good idea. Make sure it's safe to proceed. And then we just need to make sure that we're not in there longer than five minutes. But if we could hear it humming and popping like it does, that should be our warning sign. Yes, it does it one round before it actually explodes, so to speak. Since I am slow, (laughs) I could stay back and call out a warning if it seems like you guys are taking too long. Sounds like a great idea. Okay, well, it looks like we'll explore this next time on Rise of the Rune Lords. Say don't have any of our gear melted, everyone. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> it was, I mean, honestly, it was just the necklace of adaptation, so it's not that bad, but yeah. It could have been a lot worse than yes. it was, though. <laughs> yeah. Bye-bye. 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 Bye-bye.